0: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Talent Light like Talk. This is Casey. This is Chris. And we're going to get all sorts of geeky today. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about movies and comics and TV and more. Yeah, no, the usual. The usual, yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely correct. Um, so let's get right into it. Uh, we're recording this on the 9th. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday last week. Got a lot of new trailers. Um, Did and... we? yeah, Did we really I mean I sat through that Super
1: Bowl and I don't know if it's like different programming on different people's TVs and whatnot. The only the only trailer movie or trailer I saw was a on the TV I mean was the shortened version of the Pirates of the Caribbean trailer. I didn't see the Guardians trailer on TV Logan, um, I, I didn't. See, they didn't really show that Logan trailer. I think they showed all this stuff before the show. Like I really felt like watching the Super Bowl. So, really glad I didn't watch the whole game, but was just kind of a big waste of time. I like the commercials; they're very you know, like you know, unite the country and stuff. But as far as movie trailers go, I wasn't impressed, especially with so many good movies that are coming out this year. Um I really thought they'd take more of advantage of, of the of those time periods or time slots.
0: <clears throat> I don't know. You know, I don't watch Super Bowl, I have no idea. I I watch the trailers after nowadays or before <laughs> because they don't really seem to care about whatever. But um let's talk about the trailer that did show up, which was Iron Fist, um full length. Uh, two-minute trailer uh, the last one the final one before the march 17th premiere what did you think
1: um you know it look i mean it's it really doesn't spoil much which is great um they show you i guess what you really need to know going into the show uh there's a lot of there's a lot of questions that come out of watching that trailer being an Iron Fist fan and have read the comics, um, that I noticed and also some tie-ins with the other, the other shows as well. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm super pumped for this show to come out in the first place. Uh, but you know, like we were saying, like, where, where the heck is this trailer? When is it going to drop? It's about time. They did some marketing for the show. And you know, finally this week we did get it. So, um, martial arts action looks pretty cool uh so i mean it's what the show is all about and i hope that they're able to, to deliver uh <clears throat> some really really cool uh some really cool scenes
0: so i watched the trailer today because you edited it on the list i was going to avoid it we were talking about it yesterday on gourmet scum radio and i think the Sievage kind of tainted my view because he said he didn't think it was a really good trailer i have to agree and it kind of goes into what we've been talking about how they've been handling the marketing of this show not that well i i I wasn't it wasn't like the other ones the other ones they all were like when you heard the purple man's voice, you're like, oh man, that's creepy, that's crazy. Like, obviously, Daredevil the first time was like, Oh my god, I'm seeing a real Daredevil and seeing Luke Cage, like every single thing with the music and just the way it shot. I was there, I was pumped. This is the only one, and this one I'm super excited about where I was like, Oh, let's see what they do with this. Am I gonna be there day one? Absolutely. Am I excited? Absolutely, but this is the only one where I'm tempering my expectations. And really, I mean,
1: what I think is going to make this show is what happens in Kung Lun. Um I think the whole development of him becoming Iron Fist, the training, all the stuff we're not seeing in this trailer. Yeah, the street level stuff is going to be there and it's going to be pushing the plot along, but I don't give a shit about the Meachums. I don't care about, you know, Colleen Ling is fine. Um, <clears throat> Whatever they're going to do with Madame Gao, I okay. just I just don't care about the storyline that I I'm not invested in the storyline that they're going to adapt to the TV show that has to do with like him taking back his whole his whole his whole business and stuff. I'm more excited to see what how they treat his training and the whole mysticism behind Kung Lung because I think that's what the real scope of the show will be. Um, Because I mean, really, I mean, when you look at Iron Fist, like I've said before, he just his comic series don't last. Um, The classic ones don't last for that long. Immortal Iron Fist is a great series, um, but other than that, how popular is Iron Fist when it's not like Heroes for Hire, or you know, when he's not connected to other Marvel heroes? So, it's it's a tough one to market, and and I'm I'm interested to see how they really do
0: it. So. I am too. I just, he's one of those characters that's, it's like Thor. Like, Thor on Earth, I don't care about. You know, I want his adventures in Asgard and what happens on other Earths. And the same thing with Iron Fist. Like, I don't mind his time on in New York City, but it's mostly when he starts getting super fantasy you know, and super Kung Fu-y that it really shines. And this trailer doesn't show it. And, you know, this could be it. This could be just their brilliant marketing scheme to not like give you any of that stuff. Like you did see that cool shot at the end of the iron fist, you know, wrecking shit up and it was a cool effect. But like, I want, like, I, I really hope we see steel serpent and, um, I was also weirded out by Colleen Wing in him because, you know, I guess, I don't know, eventually Luke Cage has got to get to the Jessica and uh, what's her name? Misty Knight has to get to to Danny Rand. So, you know, they got to do their, their Netflix slash CW type of love stories and all these shows in the meantime, but I, yeah. you know, I don't need it. Like you- it's...
1: You don't need what? You don't need you don't need a character who was in the original Iron Fizz comics to be there? I
0: mean that's no 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 no. I want her to be there, but I don't need that love story in there. I don't I don't
1: think we're I don't think we're getting a fucking love story, man.
0: I just No, I know, but I mean it's the same thing like Luke this is... with sex and Misty Knight like once and then he was like, Oh well, I'm single. That's it. <laughs>
1: that's that's called rated RTV for you. Um listen, I don't think we should sit here and even doubt the you know the power of Netflix, Marvel, anything they can do because they haven't let us down yet. And until they do, then we can't say here, oh well, this trailer is really boring. You know, I don't like that. That's I mean, we people have their opinions, but you know what? They haven't done us wrong, so let's see what they do. And yeah. it's thirteen episodes. I mean, there's plenty of time for developing that whole con lung story that we're not seeing behind the scenes in a one minute trailer so it could be the best show out of all all of them
0: you know that's just kind of my hope that's <laughs> that's why but um all right another trailer that popped up uh recently well actually I'll go to the other trailer that popped up uh before this in Super Bowl was stranger things season two teaser um fish fist, fist did show up during the super Bowl that didn't? showed up. No.
1: that showed up online <laughs> when I was at work, like the day after the Super
0: Bowl. It was. Oh, I just assumed yeah. it was all part of it.
1: Oh, that's what I'm, that, why would I be like, oh, the Super Bowl trailers didn't do anything. I'd be like, that's my point. It's like you had, you could have put the Iron Fist trailer on the Super Bowl. You probably should have. <laughs> Come on, that's what I'm saying. Know. Let's show, let's show another fucking Pirates of the Caribbean movie. <laughs> that's all I get to see. So and Stranger Things. I will that's I stayed up for that and then I went to bed. Thank God they put that on.
0: <laughs> what did you I mean that it's I think 30 seconds. Um yeah. you know, 30, you're seeing it's 30 seconds too much is what it is. You're seeing some Cthulhu type monsters, you know, you're you're seeing like things floating through the air. You you got like it's nineteen eighty four. So, you know, some times gone by. Um, it's year. taking place on Halloween. Well, I think it's because the other one was, like, closer to Christmas. It's a so. year later, they said.
1: Yeah. So it's about yeah. a year later. Yeah. Uh, you know, I read something online today about how D&D fans should be on the lookout for things in this next season because it's it's based around a, a DD and d quest. So, I mean, you know what? I have plot details here that we could go and read. I don't want to, I don't even want to look at them. That trailer was almost too much for me, to be honest.
0: In 30 seconds.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see anything. It's like the thing about what that show was, was the mystery behind it. That was, you know, it was, it was throwing it back to the 80s. We knew we didn't know, but well, we didn't know what, what we were in for when we watched that show. So it's like, I don't, I, I it's, it's going to be a, going to be tough to match up you know i'm sure it'll be really good but it's will it be able to deliver that same bamf effect that uh
0: season one did so i I think it's going to be better i hope so i do I, i and i hope they have i mean they've said they have at least three seasons worth of material at least i'm i'm hoping that they know that there's an end game and that they do it like five seasons or whatever and then they and then they they stop
1: yeah
0: um You know, Netflix has a certain level of quality and creativity to their original series that um, you know Amazon. I heard has have been catching up. I haven't watched any of their shows, but all of them won friggin' uh, Golden Globes this year, pretty much. So, like, I probably should start watching those too. But you know, Stranger Things also did. You know, and they had a. We talked about it last week. They had a pretty cool um, speech. (laughs) But yeah, like. Stranger Things is—I yeah, can't wait. Halloween, I—I I cannot wait. Though Halloween is on a Tuesday, I have a feeling that they'll push it to the Friday before. Hopefully, it's work. Yeah. yeah, I think it will be like the twenty seventh. But, um, still very, very, very pumped for that. Um, all right, switching gears a little bit. Uh, we saw a trailer for Teen Titans: The Judas Contract. Uh. Probably the most famous Teen Titans uh, storyline. I haven't read it, and I didn't even get to watch it <laughs> So you could talk about it.
1: Um, yeah i I'm really I'm really excited for this. I I thought they did a good job with the Teen Titans so far in this DC universe. Um, <clears throat> it's cool that they are they are adapting um the Jewish contract plus the the few issues before that that lead up to it. So. Involving brother blood, um, and yes. you know the whole thing with um, with Deathstroke, and I don't want to get into too many spoilers, so I won't. Um, but it's it's a great storyline. Uh, I do like that we do have our updated t- Titans in this. Uh, there's a, you know with Blue Beetle and um, and Damian, um, but we all are also getting the class, you know, some classic ones, and Nightwing is in this as well, which is a big which is a big component. So yeah. Yeah, it's um, it'll be cool. So I don't, I'm not sure. I think it comes out in summer, like spring or summer. So,
0: Yeah, I would imagine. Well, one other thing real quick before I talk about that, but uh, Miguel Ferrer is, is the voice of Deathstroke, um, which he's done before. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, he did pass away not too long ago. So, uh, you know, rest in peace. And I'm glad that this is like one of his final projects because he he did care about the genre. He was big genre person. Check out uh Robocap. <laughs> Bad guy in Robocap, amongst countless others. But yeah, DC's doing like a three movie slate thing. So I don't know what they'll do in the fall. I would imagine another Batman thing or just Justice League. Um they did Justice League Dark, which we should probably talk about Justice League Dark real quick. Yeah. Um, it was awesome. Yeah,
1: it was, it was one of the
0: best animated movies to come out since like, fuck, Dark Knight Returns. I mean, it was. I I loved it.
1: Yeah, it was. It was great to finally see. You know, they, they when they threw that R rating on
0: on. The on Arkham. Assault. Was it? I said salt on Arkham. Sorry. Was that R? No, that was PG thirteen. Yeah. The only other R Kelly one was joking. Like,
1: that's what I was gonna say. Since the killing when they when they're like, boom, we're gonna put a rated R on Killing Joke. And it was like it was kind of a big deal because I was excited to see like more mature content in these. They were already mature content in these these animated movies. Yeah. Um of course the killing joke kind of you know was a disappointment. So this, you know, it was it was definitely <laughs> definitely more mature and I think that it was at the right level for these characters and I it was just it was just really stellar across the board. Um great they dynamics. Think- they treated all the characters really well, you know, and the twists like when I was like, Oh, Felix Foss is the bad guy in this and I was like, Oh <laughs> they actually like <laughs> they used him as a as a red a red herring. So it was cool because um I was kind of like, eh, this is like predictable and then it wasn't so it I good. will
0: say that these movies don't ever really feel rated R. You know what I mean? Like, there's not like it's, it's the language. The language. It's definitely. I don't even think they said fuck. I think they just said shite. There was from Constantine. You know what I mean? It's not like you. It's not like an anime. No, where people are like, literally getting like cut in half and stuff. It's never like so far, even with the Killing Joke. I feel like it didn't go as far as you'd expect. So yeah, there's more blood, but at the same time it's not like people like think about it. In in Assault on Arkham, Harley has sex with death stroke, and that was P or uh Dead Shot. That is PG thirteen. Yeah,
1: sex of deathstroke. This sex is just though. like
0: you know what I mean? Uh
1: I you know what it is though? It's it's the fact that I I know there was some, definitely some R moments in that movie, and I'm trying to remember what they were. But this is this is the difference now, where I think it's just DC protecting themselves as they kind of have this huge umbrella of marketing now, from from kids stuff all the way up to adult stuff, which they, I think they actually do a much better job than Marvel does in that span. Um, so I just. I think it's just th- it's slapping on something, an R rating, and then they can kind of push the gore and these these more mature situations a little bit a little bit further. They don't have to swear, they don't have to do anything like that, but they can definitely push violence and and different things like that.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a great movie, regardless of its hard PG thirteen rating. Um, speaking of DC, and we talked about it last week, and it, it's a sad. Fleck like life. <laughs> um, it things is. haven't gotten any better this week for DC.
1: They're pretending it has.
0: Uh, they're doing they're, a great job.
1: Yeah, you know, but there's articles like, oh, well, the Batman is going to have a new director, a new script, a new dude, and, and how this isn't a bad thing. How is it not a bad thing? It's already admitting that there's issues. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they, you know, Carrie, well, Carrie Fukunaga Fukunawa uh, left The Flash, but The Flash has now gone through three writers. It will go probably to another writer and director for sure. Um, You know, page one rewrite of that. So then there's, there's that. (laughs) And then, um, you know, Ben Affleck, like what he said was, you know, I've got a lot of responsibility being a director and the actor and the writer and for that, I'll understand why he stepped down as, as a director. I mean, I can only imagine how hard it would be to suit up and then also direct yourself when you're in that huge, you know, beast of a rubber suit. But to now go, okay, not only are we getting another director, but we're getting possibly a page one rewrite of this dude's script that he did with Jeff Johns, like that right there is where I'm like, whoa, okay. And they're supposed to hit this 2019 release, which still makes sense. You know, takes a while to shoot a movie and they haven't even finished a script yet, but
1: no, that's, that's not true. I just, uh, this just popped up according to, to variety. The script for the Batman has already been completed and was actually turned in earlier this month. He says that Ben Affleck, Top brass at Warner Brothers, including the president and chief content officer, um, are very happy with the script. Um, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, then they just put out the fires that everybody has been fanning today, yep. Yep. including us. <laughs> this
1: just hit around 6.30 today on Twitter. Okay.
0: Well, you know. Cool, but still, it, it as it stands, there are some directors who can come in and shoot a script, but a lot of other directors would come in and um, want to put their stamp on it. So, I've heard that Matt Reeves is the top uh, front runner. You know, he's he's wrapped up. What is it? War of the Planet of the Apes. He's been doing a really good job over at Fox. Um, You know, and maybe they just threw that name out there because they want to throw it out there, whatever. But I, you know, I like him as a director, at least for those Apes movies. I don't know how well he would do with this, but I, you know, I have confidence in him. uh, Confidence in him. But I, you know, I would have picked like Steven S. DeKnight if he wasn't doing Pacific Rim. Room on there. regardless the fact remains is that they, thanks Chris uh they definitely um need to get their shit together because you know we hear that Wonder Woman is rocky of course we're, we're gonna hear that justice League is also probably rocky and um you know now the Batman is is really not off to a good start flash is off to no start. Uh, The only one that seems to be doing okay that we haven't heard anything from is, is Aquaman, but you know, only time will tell. We'll hear soon enough how bad that is. (laughs) I'm sure sure they will. Um, I did see something funny on Twitter that uh, Rotten Tomatoes has given uh, the Lego Batman movie, which opens up tomorrow, fresh rating and how the theory of uh, people, you know, saying that Rotten Tomatoes hates Warner Brothers is clearly wrong because Lego Batman's getting rave reviews. Yeah,
1: it's it's all a conspiracy. I'm sure of it. So are yeah all those fanboys,
0: Bob, um, dirty dirty
1: um, fanboys. No. I mean, um, I mean, it's just it's it's like you just can't admit yourself, you know. <laughs> I can, and I love DC.
0: But I'll admit, it's garbage. <laughs> Let's move on to another piece of depressing news. Um, not DC related, but uh, this this is... So I've had some time to think about this. I actually now have come around to the idea that this is not... It's not bad news. And it, in fact, could be good news. Um, Paramount has pulled the plug on the latest... Uh, Friday the 13th film uh, the 13th film in the franchise is supposed it was supposed to start shooting in a couple weeks actually uh script's done Brian Bertino uh shooting it who did the strangers um Brad Fuller from Platinum Dunes which is Michael Bay's production company uh producing it and coming out October 13th so 13 13 13 it was supposed to be the, you know 13th film huge thing um and it got canceled and I was pissed and I'm sure you were too pissed. Yeah. I know you're a Friday 13th fan. Um, but the good news is, is that means that next year, 2018, the films move from Paramount to new line, Newline uh, new line had the franchise for a long time. um, New Line, I guarantee you, anything will make that movie. They they'll do it because New Line, it's owned by Warner Brothers. But <clears throat> you know, New Line with Bob Shay, uh, Freddie's over at New Line, and they, they they know their franchises. They'll pump that movie out. Um, the other thing is, is that two thousand, I think it's nineteen. 19 or 20 is the 40th anniversary of the original film. So I could see them getting the rights next year. So 2018, either waiting till 2020 to put out a 40th anniversary. So 13th movie, 40th anniversary on October or on Friday the 13th. They could wait to do that. My hope is that they put one out on 2019 and another one on 2020 because it's a Jason movie. It should cost less than $10 million. Go back to the fucking eighties, and and like that's it. It's it's one of the easiest franchises to keep alive because you don't have like same thing with Halloween, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. You, it it's not rocket science. It's it's the easiest thing in the world to do it. Um, but you know, what do you think about all this Friday thirteenth rigmarole?
1: If if what you're saying happens, and I'm all about that, um yeah, I mean. Get it out of get it out of a big movie company like Paramount's hands. Give it back to you know, you know, you know. Like you said, even if if New Line is owned by Warner Brothers, it still doesn't matter because New Line is known for putting out you know quality quality horror, quality thrillers. Um, so I would much rather see you know them handle something like this, especially if you're saying that they can you know mass produce them in 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 good form. So. Good. Yeah. I'm done with that. I mean, I mean the, the the October date would have been nice, but I mean why rush it out and 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 ruin it. it I guess, you know what I mean? I give them, give them a little more time to work on it and and just I guess clamp down on exactly their 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 future plans for the franchise.
0: Well, I mean the the thing about that is that it's it was worked on like it was ready to go it was ready to shoot mm. it's the fact that once it goes to new line they'll have to probably get a new writer a new director like they'll have to completely do something different because paramount owns the rights to the one that was going to come out in this october so they'll have to start from scratch yeah. but you know
1: yeah could be a good thing
0: you know, he's a he's a kid who drowns and he kills people and he's a zombie and like that's it. Done. Done. I can write you a Friday thirteenth movie in like five minutes. It'll be awesome. <laughs> hey. Get get on that horse before it even is out of the gate, my friend. Right yeah, let me pitch it to Neil real quick. Next um, year. So another uh franchise that's is happening, at least for right now is Halloween. Um, this is your favorite slasher. Do you want to tell us about this one? Yeah. I was surfing the
1: Facebook today, and John Carpenter announced that the team of David Gordon Green and Danny McBride pitched, them, pitched a script and idea that John Carpenter said wow to. So uh, what is it? Eastbound and down? Is that what they... Is that what that team is? Yeah,
0: and now they have the new one that's like uh, Vice Principals or something. But, I mean, Danny McBride is like a complete fucking goofball. I can only imagine what this script – I mean, anytime I think about something like that, I have to go back to Evan Goldberg and Seth Green – or, sorry, Seth Rogen, Mm -hmm. who were dead set on doing Preacher. And I was like, ugh, I don't know. And, obviously, they did it. It, especially by the last episode I was like holy shit that's the comic that I love
1: i mean i if John carpenter's like all right this is this is great i'll I'll let you guys do this i'll I'll still consult you know so he'll still be attached and and keeping a close eye on those guys um and you know hopefully he'll do the music of course uh so I mean this movie is due out next year so they have a year to work on it so, I mean, I'm excited. I want to see another Halloween movie. Um,
0: that's original that's Halloween. Not original. the shitty Rob Zombie No, movie. No. Back to the John Carpenter, Michael Myers. The He's the shape. He's yes, pure yes. evil. He's unstoppable. You know, um, H2O I thought was amazing.
1: Yeah, that was great. Um,
0: I thought they did a good job doing that. But this one... You know, if it's modern, fine. If they go back, you know, to the 80s, obviously I'll always love that. But, like, mm-hmm. still, another thing. It's, like, guy on Halloween kills people.
1: Done. Hunts, hunts his family down.
0: That's, <laughs> yeah, that's it.
1: That's it. That's
0: it. Oh, he's got another cousin? Wow. Gotta kill that kid. That's it. Kill that other family member again. You know what I mean? So um, the, the writing team behind it and directing team behind it, like, if they blew away John Carpenter, I'm, I'm really curious because he's pretty, you know, dickish about how he handles his properties, and he's, you know, he hates most people who try to adapt, you know, his movies over. So yeah, I wish, um, been, I wish you'd been more of a dick about uh, Escape
1: from L.A. <laughs> wow, he
0: directed that. Yeah, it's, I know. It's
1: good, but
0: um, he's probably drinking heavily during the '90s. Yeah. He's uh he teamed up with Blumhouse. Um and Blumhouse lately has been killing it with their with their movies uh Don't Breathe from last year is like my fucking favorite horror movie last year. So, and Blumhouse consistently puts out they just put out Split and, like, that movie was number one for three weeks in a row. So, you know, whatever – like, they know how to make movies. They did uh, The Purge. I mean, like, they know how to make movies for nothing and make millions of dollars off of it. So, insane. Put a dude in a, in a shitty um, – Shatner mask. Yeah, Shatner mask in the in the jumpsuit. And, you know, you get a big knife – and you do practical effects, and you'll have a hit, especially if John Carpenter is telling you what to do. So, um, all right, uh, switching gears a little bit to um, TV, uh, we hear that there's a series coming to Amazon called "Too Old to Die Young." Um, it's coming from Nicholas Wending Reffin and comic book writer, uh, Ed Brubaker. Um, just finished, um, Neon Demon last year, which was an Amazon original movie. I loved it. It's super fucking weird and it's creepy and my wife hated it. Um, but I thought it was fantastic and I like Drive and I I like, I think he did Valhalla Rising as well. I, I like his movies. Um, and then Ed Brubaker, <sighs> yeah. didn't he write an episode of freaking Westworld this year, too? I mean, like, the guy's all over the place. He was attached to that show, um, either as,
1: like, a producer on it as well. Um, so, yeah, that dude is
0: everywhere. I and he's he should... a robot, too. I mean, he's he's kind of all over. And, like, if you guys don't know Brett Br- Ed Brubaker, um his series Criminal" has won like countless fucking comic awards um most recently, he's working on "Killer Be Killed," which there's only been five, maybe six issues so far, and it blew me the fuck away. I thought it was a really, really fantastic idea and great writing and if you marvel fans know anything about the winter soldier that's that's Brew Baker. He knows crime very well. And um, one thing that's really cool about him, and there's some other writers that do it too, but I, I really like his is that on, the, on the, every one of his comics, he does write to the fans and he tells them what he's reading, watching, playing video games, like at the movies, like he tells you and like how, oh, hey, if you catch this part in my comic, you would get it from this movie that I saw in the scene and stuff like that. And just... This served is an inspiration for this. It's he kind of gives a behind the scenes of like his life and how he equates it to the comic city, right? So, you know, I'll watch it. I like that fucking director a lot, and his music is always really good. So I'll be interested to see who scores that show, and then Ed Brubaker writing it. It's that seems like an all star team right there. Um. Also, staying with <clears throat> television news. This is probably best news I saw this week. Sorry, stranger things, but yeah, <laughs> hey. this is, this is insane. Uh, so, uh, Addy Shanker who did that, uh, Power Rangers reboot recently. Um, he also was the producer on uh dirty laundry, the Punisher thing with Thomas Jane and the, uh, dread, um, Movie, the most recent one that was fucking amazing with Carl Urban, he said he has been working with um Netflix to bring a castlevania r rated cartoon mm-hmm. to um to Netflix and you wrote here I didn't read this, but so Warren Ellis is he writing it mm-hmm. because I knew that he also was collaborating with one of the guys from adventure time um So maybe all of them are kind of contributing there because Warren Ellis is also attached to another big uh, property that I just saw recently too. But anywho, besides that, Castlevania, you know, those games I grew up with um, on the Nintendo, um, the Belmont family. And then obviously when you went to PlayStation and you got Symphony of the Night with uh, Alucard and all that and, one of the greatest goddamn video games of all time, one of the first action role playing games ever made. I can't wait to see what they do with Castlevania
1: says that the show will be an adept adaptation of Castlevania Three Dracula's curse
0: yeah so, that's that's good yeah yeah
1: very much uh this is very much Castlevania done in the vein of Game of Thrones uh, yep, yeah, pretty awesome. <laughs>
0: so yeah that guy has very uh over the top violent sensibilities Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i mean he also did a a dread um cartoon and i can't remember who he teamed up with for the animation on that but that was good actually i did watch that that was like a mini series and he just produced it and put it out on his own and it was good if you if you're a dread fan check out that stuff too but yeah that I Shankar is like, I don't, I don't know if he's just like a self-made billionaire or something that he gives all these money to these properties, but he, he kind of like bought into all these movies and now he's a mega producer. And I don't know. I, but every time you see him, he looks like a mix of like Chris angel and an Indian dude. And like he just, he's a pretty interesting fellow to watch and hear him talk about his geek, love of geek properties because the guy does know stuff but he's only interested in extreme violence so yep um, i'm pretty excited to see you know what he's going to do with castlevania um all right so final piece of movie tv news um kevin smith after getting defeated with his clerks 3 script and mallrats 2 movies and also pitched it out to a bunch of tv shows Nobody gave a shit. Uh, TV stations, nobody cared. Um, he's deciding he's going to do a Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Um, the duo, kind of in the vein of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Um, the duo will be going to Hollywood to see where the Chronic and Blunt Man movie is getting rebooted, and there you go to, I don't know, stop it or whatever. Um, as his commentary on all the reboots and, and, uh, requels and all that stuff that have been happening in Hollywood. Um, what, do, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Uh, sure. I mean, if this is all you got left, that's fine. Um, the, I guess the biggest problem he says is that he doesn't, he doesn't own any, any of his other movies. So it's, it's, it's difficult for him to get back in the view askew, um, world and this is probably the best the best way for him to do it I mean I mean Kevin Smith is still is still relevant um, he's been you know he's been directing the DC shows <clears throat> and I mean I guess it is time for him to do something of his um you know get back into that into that world and kind of just play around in his own sandbox a little bit more and then maybe realize that he shouldn't be doing that anymore um, I don't know I just I've loved his direct, like his episodes on on The Flash and Supergirl, and and I, and I really, I really like to see him, you know, break away from from maybe just his J and Silent Bob stuff, and and maybe really take on a real comic book movie and see what he can do.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was the same thing. Like rats is one of my favorite comedies of all time, and. When I heard about Mulratt's 2, I I was like I don't need it. I, yeah. You know, like it's just he always has to go back to that well and every time that he's done it, like the the clerks cartoon failed, he did that Jane Silent Bob um cartoon movie that nobody watched. And Tusk, I will say that Tusk is fucking weird and messed up and for that I Give it props. It was one of his most unique things he's ever done. And I have not seen Yoga Hosers yet, but I've not heard great things about it. But that being said, you know, I don't need to see these characters again. Like, you know, I love Kevin Smith. Like you said, he's doing really good things on DC, um, CW. And it's not to say that I don't think his voice shouldn't be heard and his visions shouldn't be seen, but he needs to get out of the well, and he needs to come up with some different, unique characters, or continue using some other ones. Like give give him give him a DC animated movie. You know what I mean? Give him a like. Give him a fucking um, Booster Gold. Like I could see Kevin Smith on a project like that. Like a character that's more snappy and sarcastic and witty. You know, so. That'd be amazing.
1: I mean, why yeah. not? I mean, there's DC. I mean, this is the thing is like, he, he has a great respect for DC comic. He has respect, great respect for all comics, huh, but yeah. I just feel like, you know, he's, he's proven his, he's proven that he can do it with these DC shows. It's like, let them take it to the next level. It's, it's like the, the movies are not working in your serious tone. Um, oh. So it's like, we're you know, let's take a chance and make a, f- a funny DC movie that, you know, that fans want. I mean, it just, um, Dan Jurgens just announced, uh, he just teased that uh, Booster Gold's on the way back right now to DC Comics Rebirth anyhow. So it's like you have this opportunity to embrace um, a lot of these, these, these off these, these B list characters who, who could actually really carry a movie on their own because it would, and under the right guidance, such as like Kevin Smith, um, I think that they they could actually prove to be very popular, so attach his name to it and see what happens you know
0: yeah I mean berlanti is supposedly working on booster gold as well, but then he also what did they announce black lightning right yeah, well, um, that, was going to,
1: that was going to fox originally and now it's it's it, and it's going where it should be going um there's no reason why you should keep splitting off these dc characters especially a character like that who would do better existing within the the Arrowverse because he would have more to play off of he could show up on legends you know stuff like that um don't don't think that uh, you know these these shows would be as popular as you know golf somehow become um you know after such a you know kind of a bad start um you have this great universe, so keep
0: them all together and just keep expanding it because it's working. I mean, they need to, at some point, they need to create a network because if Greg Berlanti is going to keep doing what he's doing, and just called the Berlanti network because the dude just brought Riverdale, too. You know what I mean? And like that seems to be popular. Um, get all of his comic book properties and just done CWDC or DCCW, whatever you want to call it. But this guy is obviously making ratings. He's making his own universe. And, you know, if he's going to bring booster Gold, he's going to bring black lightning. He could bring some other characters. I'm sorry. Now we're talking about Greg Vellante, but um, that's where all, this is where all things go. Yeah. I, I think that it would be good going back to Kevin Smith you know, give him a low budget DC character or any type of Marvel DC, whatever character and give him that. But I'm sorry, dude, Jane Silent Bob reboot, you know, especially if you can't use any of the other people because uh, Miramax owns them all, like, you know, you can't get Jason Lee or maybe you can, but now he's going to be a different character. Like it's just, to me, I don't care. It's a waste you know? of time. It is. It's just, I don't need it. and. I don't think anyone will even see it. I mean, I think, I think that people younger than us do not know Kevin Smith. And even if they like listen to podcasts and maybe that's how they know him, they know him from fat man on Batman and stuff like that. And that's a very popular podcast. I bet you they have not seen the movies that he talks about. If he references his films, I I bet you they just, you know, whatever he's talking about, this mall rats thing. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a niche in that sense. He's definitely in the pop culture zeitgeist, but I just don't think enough people would really give a shit to see Jane Santa go to the big screen. And the movie would have to cost zero dollars and it would have to be released in a weird time. And I, I just, I don't know. I couldn't see it. And it wouldn't even go wide. You know, it's just. This is like a direct-to-VOD type
1: of thing, man, because it's like, I'm sorry. Even, like, I, I'm i selective about the movies I go to see in theaters because you kind of have to be now. Would I pay $17 to see Jay and Son and Bob in the theaters these days? No, I wouldn't. I'd wait till that shit was on TV or, you know, it was...
0: Buy the Blu-ray or whatever, but
1: yeah. Yeah, because I would have to to complete my kevin smith collection but you know that's like that's i mean that's about it i mean would i be excited to see in the theater no so that's that says it right there i mean and we're and we were fans of his movies so yeah, it's It's a tough that's a tough world we live in
0: uh all right let's get back to nothing let's go on break (laughs) (laughs) let's get back to that breaking let's get back to that all right see you soon There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she?
1: Oy! Over twenty points of articulation, great sculpting,
0: and look at the paint job on her! We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get him in our sights and end this hunt now! Alright. Alright. Steady. Steady now. (gasps) Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtoll.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. All right, we're back after that commercial. We don't have All one right. now? I think so, yeah. We at least <laughs> well, have no, Pursuit of Plastic. Pursuit of Plastic and Gourmet Scum. Check them out. Hope you enjoyed them. I think
1: we okay. should make up some more fake commercials. <laughs> we
0: should. So you heard it here first. We're going to do a bunch of fake commercials. Maybe next weekend. <laughs> All right. Comic news. I, before we get into this, I heard a rumor, and now I can't find it, that, I don't even know if it's a rumor, that Marvel plans in going back again to more number ones. And I can't find the news. I heard it on um, Collider Heroes, but they were saying how, like, I don't know, other characters who have been gone are going to come back. Like, that's, like, the whole thing and like you know people are expecting maybe possibly they'll announce fantastic four with a new creative writing team i don't know but that's just what i heard
1: uh, that's that's most likely going to happen i mean um it's not it's not you know what it is it's just it's just the next marvel now initiative what it'll be is just like the last one
0: uh, all new all so, different so, super yeah. new, super different well, yeah they're good. And-
1: no, listen. What they're going to do is they're just going to say we're going we're going to have eight new titles and then they're going to say <clears throat> these jumping-on points like they always do and they re- they're not going to renumber some of the comics. They'll just say number they'll put one jumping on, you know, as they always do, but it's like it'll be like Daredevil issue 16, but it's really issue 1 new arc starts here. But then they'll bring in like Fantastic 4 with a new series and like, Luke Cage has a new series coming out. You know, that kind of... The same shit they've been doing for years now. So, I mean, it's it's status quo
0: when it comes to Marvel. It's status quo when it comes to comics. Yeah. From yeah. the big two. Yeah. Nobody else is doing this bullshit. You know, it's not like Spawn has rebooted himself 8,000 times or Savage Dragon, goddammit. And also, I don't know, do we... Yeah, we did mention this. Still, happy 20, 25th anniversary to Image. This we did. Entire year um and since we 're talking about comics, happy hundredth anniversary of Jack Kirby, the king of yeah. all comics. the reason yeah. that we even the reason you and I exist other than Star Wars damn straight that man <laughs> and it 's probably why Star Wars exists it probably it wouldn't fucking surprise me that in Kurosawa. but yes, um anywho let 's get back into the uh the news here um valiant announces rapture uh written by matt kent in kafu yeah that's the artist okay um i i said the same
1: thing apparently whatever keep talking i'll, I'll give you some uh reference to him
0: some reference points here so yeah uh with the deck my favorite character teamed up with shadow man who i also love and a lord of the Rings style epic adventure yeah. um i think we say it almost every time that we mention um valiant and what you should be reading but i we'll just have to do a whole valiant podcast i'm telling you right now this publishing company 2017 is its year. It's bringing back one of its characters, um, Exo Manowar, which ended last year, but now coming back. So they are doing number one, but they did it the right way. They ended on issue 50, and now they're you know getting a different team and they're they're going in there. But I think they're going to do a lot of weird creative stuff this year. They got the live action show. Um, I actually, what did I send? I sent that message to Dinesh the uh, CEO, who's very active on, on Twitter, and asked him, oh, if you have any other toy lines that you're going to collaborate with, and he said, stay tuned. Who knows if maybe, you know, they, they have a mini-mates, a couple mini-mates, Shadow Man, uh, Bloodshot, Exo, and Ninjack have come out through uh, Diamond Select Toys, but I have a feeling that Valiant this year is going to be the year like maybe permanent dates on those movies that come out through Sony. Fuck Sony. You know what I mean? <laughs> like everything else?
1: No, seriously. Um, It'd be cool to see some, uh, some selects, some Valiant select figures from diamond six select. Inches, you know, it would be inches. sweet. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> they already have the rights to do those figures. I think the select figures, you know, they're, they're definitely more hit than miss. Um, and they, you know, I think that would be a great uh, great way to put out some of their their
0: their, their heavy hitters like they did with the Mini-Mates. I mean, they did do that statue of Bloodshot last year, but it was like a $400 statue. And they also did that other Bloodshot Mini vinyl that I have, which was also expensive. Um,
1: We're talking like collector-friendly action, right. action figures that we could be like... I got a whole shelf of fucking
0: awesome Valiant characters. <laughs> well, you know what though? You and I will. <laughs> and people will come over to our house and go, "What is that?" and I'll go, well, "Let me show you these comics, my friend." Let me take, show this, you. take this home. <laughs> Ray Garrison. Um so yeah, you know, this series, uh, this rapture series sounds insane. Pretty insane. Um <laughs> when in Ninjack Shadow Man got reintroduced. I can't remember what the arc was. Um, I mean, the arc was like Deadlands or whatever, but I think it was like issue 12. And it reintroduced his character back into the Valiant Universe. And it was pretty fucking. Oh, Operation Deadside. That's what it was. He went <laughs> into the dead world. And I have a feeling this is just him going back. And yeah. Ninjak... Ugh. Oh. I'm excited to hell for this. So, anyway, okay. Why don't you lead us into the next story?
1: All right. Um, I can do the next two if you want. Um,
0: yeah,
1: totally. Uh, let's, let's start with... There's, a, there's an announcement again for a new Star Wars crossover within the comics. This one's going to be called Screaming Citadel. Uh, it'll be a five-part series. Um, so last one was Vader Down, which crossed over the the Star Wars uh main the main storyline by Jason Aaron with uh Kieran Gillen's um his Darth Vader series. So it was one of
0: the most popular series of last year, just so you know. According to Diamond, like it was one of the most bought comics of 2016.
1: I mean and and there's no doubt why. I mean it was the first real crossover within these uh within these new Star Wars comics by Marvel. Uh so here we are 2017 here's what's up next uh now that we have the Dr Al- <clears throat> Afra uh comic by by Gillian um it's it I've only read uh the first issue I've not I got to catch up on the other two but I I like where it's going I do like that character I love the two droids and that crazy wookiee so I think I think that's a really neat dynamic uh within the comics because it is something new um outside of our normal uh you know main um
0: main collection of characters so um, yeah I mean these are all original characters every mm -hmm. one of them so it's and they're all I guess anti-hero you know maybe is the best term except for really those droids are not BT and um, triple zero yeah yeah they're just you know they're murder droids I mean they're they're torture droids I mean like those two droids freaking kill me like why are not are they in Galaxy of the
1: Heroes with their their droid
0: teams? That's I don't know. where are these? Where are the comic book characters in that game? That's that's all I want to say. And I and I think we'll get them. But yeah. I mean, well, Doctor Afra in that new game for Serena, yeah. so they did add you know some comic book people in there. But um, and the chick from the Leia comic, who's
1: also in one of the books. So
0: it's all world building. It's getting there. Um. But I'm, I'm surprised, I'm not surprised, I guess, but Jason Aaron has been consistent on that comic. I mean, the dude's done Southern Bastards, uh, Thor, and Star Wars now long time. Thor, is, I think it's like four years or so that he's been on you know, a single line. So it's very rare that you see that in comics where one writer will really, really do it. Um, Valiant is the only other company that I know that does it <laughs> like, Robert Venditti has been writing uh, I think EXO forever and Matt Kint has been doing Ninjak forever <laughs> so you know since 2012 um, so these four or five year runs with, with comic book writers it's a very rare thing when it's you know them playing in somebody else's sandbox um, not like their own original characters but you know they've been doing it and it's 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 pretty cool so um I can't wait to see that crossover, the screen of Citadel. Uh, what's the What's the next one?
1: The next one is the next standalone Predator uh, comic series called Predator Hunters. Uh, this year is the 30th anniversary of the original movie. Uh, so right now, Dark Horse has one of their huge uh, Predator Alien and Prometheus crossovers going on, right? Uh, which is called uh, Life and Death, and it's almost over, uh, but during this run, they did launch a an alien standalone series called Alien Aliens Defiance, which is an amazing which was a really, really amazing book. Um but you know what? When it comes to Alien Predator, it's great to get these crossovers. We get them like once a year now, but it's also nice to see standalone series. So um, there's a five-part series coming out in May, uh, written by Chris Warner with art by Francisco Ruiz Valesco. Um, so I'm pumped. It's going to go, you know, take Predator back to its roots, uh, and give us, you know, that, um, isolated, I guess it's like a jungle story or whatever it's going to be. I, I, I read, I read the plot, but I forgot what it is. Um, so I'm excited. I, I, I love that. I love those series. So. Um I'm, I'm
0: all over it, yeah, I'm excited. um you know, Dark Horse has had that franchise, those franchises since the eighties, and a lot of the reason why Chris and I love alien and predator and listen, one of the very early episodes of gourmet scum radio actually uh Chris and I talk about the alien and predator franchise and our love so you, you gotta go back now, but part of our love is because of these comics and then you know the books that also came from the comics as well um one of the top ones that we've talked about on many podcasts uh alien predator war um which started as a comic turned into a book turned into toys i mean um dark horse has consistently been doing it for 30 years <laughs> and pretty much and you know they they do a good job and, and lately they've been getting better writing teams better artist teams and more consistent with how they put out these things and, and doing these crossovers so Predator um has always been one of my favorite characters we're gonna get a new Predator movie next year so I would imagine that Dark Horse will be doing even more crazy stuff so can't wait for this Re- really excited Okay, so let's move on to toys. Um, I'm going to let you leave this one, too, because you got to watch this, and I, I just kind of tuned in and out like while I was at work today.
1: Yeah, and even the, one of the greatest things is um, our Green Arrow Mezcal 112 uh, collective figures. They shipped this week, so... Finally, those are going to be Valentine's uh, Day, bro. <laughs> I know. I can't wait.
0: Um, and sorry, by, honey, can't talk to you. I will be playing yeah. with my action figure today.
1: <laughs> and my Daredevil actually shipped today. So oh, nice! excited about that. Uh, but today, well, weird about Mezco is that they they hold this uh, press event before before Toy Fair a year. It's like a year. It's always like a week or so out. That's and so weird. It is. And then I remember being at Toy Fair, and like, it was like they wouldn't talk to you, or it was, they were just there hanging out. I think it was just really, they had made time for the vendors, which is smart on their part because, like, um, they're making big strides in the action figure um, and
0: collectible. At that time, they right didn't now. have the 112 line. Oh, sorry, they did. They did. They had, it was just, just coming the out. Two. They had Dark Knight. And uh, Batman's figure, and they had the um, drag figure, and like that's it. So,
1: you know what? There's, I guess, I have positive positive negative things about this press event, but whatever, it happened. I would love to go to it uh, one yeah. of these years when I'm not, you know, buried in snow. But um, today they showed off a bunch of stuff, and we're really just going to talk about the the uh, 112 Collective figures they showed off. Um, so we. The really cool thing about these figures is that they're across the board um, from different genres, um, from Star Trek to monsters to, um, you know, to comic book characters. So uh, revealed today, and I'll just run through this list and then we can kind of discuss them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're going to be doing, I'll start with the comic books. We saw another Daredevil figure. We already have a, a regular. We have the Yellow Suit Daredevil and we have the Shadowlands Daredevil. Today they showed up the Netflix Daredevil. Um, we're getting a wonder woman figure based on the movie. We're getting classic iron man, classic Dr. Strange, a classic Brown costume Wolverine. And then, um, they didn't, I don't think they had any, Oh, the, the DC reveal was the year one Batman. Um, we're talking like original Batman, um, look with the long ears and, and everything like that.
0: Um, and yeah, well, they also showed off did you already say Iron Man? I did. Oh, they also showed off the I'm looking at it right now. The flyboy zombie from Dawn of the Dead.
1: Yeah, I was gonna get to that. I was then gonna the
0: plaid shirt zombie. Yeah, and so Dawn then
1: of, and then also with Ash. So those are kinda of like their horror ones. People were kinda of surprised that um and we'll talk about Ash in a second, but I was also kind of surprised that there wasn't more universal monsters done. Um they had that the Frankenstein. And I really was hoping that there was gonna be uh a little more expansion on that line, but there wasn't. Yeah. So it's yeah, of- ex-
0: they would have added a creature done. I wish you know in a minute.
1: But you know what? They they have this at least time two or three announcements a year for like at different times. So they'll put a bunch out and then they'll put a bunch out in like quarter four, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm sure that hopefully there'll be more, but, um, the outskirt characters that were kind of cool. Um, they had a, in Star Trek, they were going to do a, uh, Dr. Bones McCoy figure. So that's cool. The Star Trek ones have been very popular and then, a, and a very badass looking Popeye figure. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, you can kind of see they, they kind of run the gambit with the characters that they offer. Um, but I was really surprised to see the Ash figure. Um, it's
0: really cool looking. Um, well, they have an Ash Living Dead doll line. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that it doesn't surprise me, though. I do hope they, they release a a bloody variant because it's the Evil Dead 2 Dead by Dawn figure. Mm-hmm. And, like, that that toy needs to be covered in blood. Like yeah. that's, that's him. So I'm sure that they'll do. And like, that's the other thing that they have been doing since the beginning is that they've been doing previews, exclusives and yes. their own exclusives, um, which will be variants of all these guys. Right. So um, like, you so, might
1: get like a classic wonder woman costume. You yes. might get like a movie doctor strange or like blue, yellow Wolverine. So I, it's amazing. Like the number of like the the line is very popular that they can actually put out four daredevils and still
0: sell them. You know, it's, it's really That's shocking that, that actually kind of is like annoying to me.
1: <laughs> it is because it's only annoying to me because I would buy all four of those daredevils and put them on the shelf. Right. if I could afford it, but I can't. So Deadpool. Like,
0: oh yeah. I mean, they I mean just we, announced, we they just we, announced the Deadpool and the death and the Joker recently.
1: Um, and eh, within the last six months, yeah, they, they were, We knew they were coming. Joker's already sold out. Joker's sold out in a week. Yeah, of course, it did. it was in, it was the it was it sold out faster than any other one I've seen. Classic uh, Death, Joker. Deathstroke is sold out um, on Entertainment Earth. We got ours, but it's on it's on the Mesco site still, but it's sold out on Entertainment Earth, which means they're really being. I was a little bit worried we weren't going to get our Green Arrow because. It kept saying back-ordered, and I was, you know, with, with the problems we had getting the, the, the Dark Knight Returns one. Um, but it worked out in the end, so.
0: Yeah, I'm shocked that we're getting that, because my Space Ghost is also due out this month. And I just got an announcement from Entertainment Earth that my Stranger Things pop figure is coming, but I haven't heard anything about my Space Ghost. So I'm worried that it's going to get canceled. Because also Mezco really hasn't said anything either from about that figure.
1: <laughs> I know. Stranger Things that are hitting. And I, had, I went out and I actually <laughs> bought the set from a company. But they also give you the chases. So you pay a little bit more. But I was like, I got to get those chases. Because they're going to be worth money.
0: Yeah, so. they will be. Um, okay. Sticking with toys. Um, NECA is releasing 30th Anniversary Predator figures. Um, they've had the Predator line now mm, for, for a long, long time. They, <laughs> they got it from McFarlane. Um, I think they're on 15? 16. 16. They, um, they've had it since at
1: least 2008, so almost 10 years now.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. It's definitely been a while. But So they announced these 30th Anniversary figures, and... Yeah. At first I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. This is great. And I you look closer at the figures, they're the exact same sculpts of like the ones that they put out for the original Predator. Um you know, that that was probably like five years ago, six years ago now.
1: Let, let me put it this way. I wrote I wrote my Toy Chest article on, on this today, so I I wanna kind of go, ahead, yeah. go into it because I I I see it both ways. Um, there's a lot of people who didn't get the Dutch figures the first time around. And yeah, it'll be nice for them to be able to get them. But you're releasing four Dutch figures in this. You're, you're releasing all, basically all of them again, um, which whatever. I'll, I'm going to go back to that in a second. Now, the three Predators you're releasing, um, I actually just got my hands on the Ultimate City Hunter. Um, so... Yes. Uh the Ultimate Jungle Hunter is due out in May. Um now these these figures have been updated. They have higher points of like more articulation, better sculpting, better paint, hopefully. Uh I know that Nick has been kinda of plagued with that issue lately, but I I was pretty happy with my thirtieth my anniversary City Hunter. Now yeah, I like that these what's that? I said I like that figure a lot. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's really it's it's pretty badass. And actually, people were saying there was some quality control, it was very delicate. I was moving it around and posing it, nothing broke. Um, I think it's really cool. It went on my shelf already today, so um it's a nice piece. But here's the thing we those pre those three predators, they are new. Um from the demon to that crazy mask and and the um jungle hunter. Without mask. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I can appreciate the predators in this series. Fine, they're, they are new. They're new body types, new better articulation. Whatever, cool. Now, going back to this Dutch thing. Dutch, fine, whatever. Release a couple. Do you need to release four of them? No. No. You need to come out of the gate with an like a Dylan figure. Uh, A Jesse Ventura figure, whatever you, uh, the 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 Native American guy, um, whatever you want to do, Billy, yeah, whatever you got to do to kind of like put new life into this because people have been begging for more of the Commandos. Um, I mean, come on, you have an Apollo Creed figure, you made it for the Rocky line, you have the right, you have the face of Carl Weathers. And you can't give us a Dylan figure. I we're like you don't have the rights to some it. Yeah, I, I I don't get it. I really don't. And I mean these these were the comments online today. I mean it's like people. Some people are happy. Most are not happy because they're just like it is bullshit. It is. You had the opportunity to really do something, and it's you're playing the re-release game. Yeah, you've 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 upped the ante with the body types. Yes. We all appreciate that. That you know, a lot of the people stop bitching about that. The articulation, fine, but give us some very like variation. I mean, you were able to make these Kenner aliens. Like those are those must have cost
0: a good amount of money because those are all new sculpts. So what do you like? I don't understand. You know, they also announced. Remember last week or two weeks ago, they announced the huge announcement, and it was Blade Runner twenty forty nine figures, and it was like, "Who the fuck cares? No one's seen the movie. I don't need necessarily a Harrison Ford uh, six inch figure, you know what I mean, and definitely not a Ryan Gosling six inch figure. Like, there's nothing, there's there's nothing that they could do of a human being that I want to see." in a movie that I've never seen before. I'm sorry. Like if you announce it after the movie and the movie made like a hundred million dollars its first weekend, blah, blah, blah. Great. I would, you know, maybe be excited, but like the, NECA so far in, and this is sad because we have talked ad nauseum about how much we love NECA. And we did a whole NECA podcast pretty much. Like we love NECA, but 2017, they haven't really been doing it. So, you know, we do have more big ass turtles to look forward to this year from them, and um, maybe we'll see something at, at Toy Fair that really blows our asses off. But so far, meh.
1: Yeah, I, it's tough, man. I mean, it's like would have been one thing for you to be like, "We have a we have a, the Blade Runner license. We can go and make." Because I would buy the shit out of like a Roy Batty figure and the and like the original like Deckard figure and and even like um and the the director how oh, Ger- yeah Gerald Harris I mean those I know those designs like I know you don't like the movie I love that movie and it's like it's just I I love the look of the movie and the and the, and the characters cuz it is like it's very it's very sh- like that's run. Shadowrun, like, you know, I love that shit. And it's like, yes, maybe Blade Runner 2049 is going to be an awesome movie. But like you said, I mean, that's, it's, I mean, this this is a big announcement coming tomorrow. It's because you jumped all over the license. I mean, whatever. I'm sure that they probably will have the rights to do the other stuff, and I hope they do. And, you know, some of their diecast stuff, like the vehicles, it's great. You know, it's cool to see, like... I don't buy them, but I mean, it's, it is a cool series. So it would be cool. to maybe see like a flying car and that, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's tough for me to get excited when this,
0: these are the, these, this is how you treat things. Speaking of things not to get excited about, when you talk to us about the next time. <laughs> Oh God. Another
1: thing that we've talked to almost nauseam about is our love of Hasbro. I mean, our <laughs> unlove of Hasbro. <clears throat> as as my collecting habits mature, I should say. I you know what word for it. Hasbro just pisses me off. I mean, it's like as they just continue to put out subpar figures and 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 mass-produced garbage, um then they come out and it's like, "Hey, not only are we going to, you know, make shitty figures, but we're also going to put out brand new series of shitty figures that are basically you know statues now the 40th anniversary is a big thing and i know that you know we'll get re-release the black series figures we'll get like but asbro is missing a chance here to like go back reproduce some like the like reproduce the original Kenner figure. Like do something unique like that. Don't throw new new figures that that don't even go into my current collection. That don't match up. Go and make like five point articulation replica figures of like the original ones. Go go and do that early birth thing. Like do something unique. Don't.
0: I, I don't. Uh, I don't know. So and then. On. The, just uh-huh. let me just make sure I got this right. Do uh-huh. something unique, like recreate figures from the seventies, right? And don't come out with new figures. Yeah, that's what that's what unique is. That's, to you. <laughs> That's that
1: I would actually like be like, oh wow, this was actually <laughs> a really cool idea. And instead, they they decide to make these little mini statues that don't even do anything, like these metal statues. I mean, yeah. how good did the Disney Store Titanium figures do? Nothing. They're marked down to ten dollars eventually and people like scalping them and all of a sudden had garbage. Um sorry, it just really makes me angry. <clears throat> what it makes me even more angry are these Black Series centerpiece figures that are gonna be retailing for fifty dollars. Now when Hasbro did the unleashed series back in I don't know what was it the two early two thousand early two thousands and they're was fucking
0: it? amazing. Those you are awesome. Have all right behind you.
1: Exactly. I mean, if people could see us, they could see them, and how how much love I have for those kind of figures. Now you're just gonna throw some lights into them and mark them up to fifty dollars. I mean, come on, man. I'll go buy a Bandai figure for fifty dollars, and actually be happy with it yep. because it it can move. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I. But seriously, five it. points it. of articulation. Classic Greedo figure, you know. Come on, it's it's simple. Classic Vader
0: with the uh, with, with the, the telescoping fucking lightsaber. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's true. Right? Wouldn't that wouldn't that be kind of cool to like and do the classic packaging and?
0: I would be excited about that. Of course I would, and I would keep them, and I'd probably not open them, and I'd be all like, Whoa. And, yeah. you, and and keep the price good for that though. Keep it at like seven bucks like don't go above 7 bucks.
1: So that's that's what I'm saying here. These these 40th anniversary black series titanium figures, the 4-inch ones, $16 a piece. They uh-huh. don't do anything. Centerpiece figures, 6-inch with a base and lights,
0: $50? DST needs to get the rights to these. They they're producing better quality statues for like 29 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have a light, but I don't care. I'll put a light in it myself if I, I had. I don't need a light. That battery's going to die within a fucking month anyhow. Useless. Let's talk about let's move away. Talk about this this one. This is good. Yeah, this is this is a good way to go out. Yeah, Mythic Legions.
1: Mythic Legions is is just kicking ass right now on Kickstarter. I mean, they're at like 330 something thousand dollars.
0: I mean, if they I well, would first tell about what the line is, just in case people don't listen to our show okay. know. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: of course, of course. Mythic Legions is a Kickstarter um based created line by the uh the four horsemen who are well known for their sculpts on figures like Master Universe Classics, uh D C Universe Classics. They have uh they've been working with Mattel, Mattel for a long time. Yep. Um they still do work for Mattel. Uh they they did have a series of action figures that they, a few of them actually, um, uh, the goth gothic opolis, the bird figures and stuff like that. So they've, they've had some success through Kickstarter making figures, but mythic legions became last year or two years ago, two years ago, the Kickstarter was, uh, was the most popular action figure Kickstarter ever. Uh, so it set records made hundreds of thousands of dollars and, they put out this great, like, medieval-based um, action line, uh, action figure line. <clears throat> so now, Mythic, Mythic Legion Two is out on Kickstarter, um, which will expand the line with new characters. Uh, a lot of f- actually very female-centric this time around, um, and it's 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 actually very exciting. It has it has probably about seventeen to twenty days left on it, so. Um if you're interested, take a look at it, uh back it. it. It you can get one figure, not pay too much, but if you get addicted to it, you'll spend lots of money. Um but news today or the last couple of days, I guess. Um when the first Mythic Legions uh Kickstarter happened, you're supposed to get this art book. Um and finally it's coming out. Um for backers who, who bought it. And also it's going to be available at, at retail as well. Uh, so it's going to be actually it's called book one. So it's going to be a series and hopefully they'll, they'll be, hopefully there'll be more after this. Cause this one was plagued by delays and everything, but yeah. it's going to have a graphic novel story to it, which will tell the story of up the land and the whole backstory to the, the series. But it it's also going to feature a, a game uh, which you can use your figures uh, to play with dice and cards and different things like that. Uh, so I think that's a really neat, uh, component, uh, to the figures, um, that, that makes it, you know, more, a little more, more unique, uh, to toys these days.
0: Yeah. We're, we're hoping, um, you know, I guess we'll just transition into our final topic. We're, we're going to be going to toy fair 2017 next weekend. Um, we're hoping we don't have an official appointment with uh, mythic legion, but or sorry for horsemen specifically, but we did, I think it was, it was right before the first campaign.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was right before, because I had no idea what it was. Yeah. Um, we just saw the
0: figures and we were like, Whoa, mm-hmm. what the fuck? And then we saw the name for horsemen and then it clicked. Oh, Hey, they're the ones who put out that amazing he man line uh, in 2000. 2000- Two or whatever. <laughs> no, I I knew who they were. I was, and they we were from McFarlane. So yeah, I guess we.
1: No, I had been collecting the DC collectibles, uh, not right. just, uh, DC Universe Classics at that time. So I mean, they've they've always been probably my favorite sculptors in the um, in the world. Oh, okay, okay, Siri, what, uh, looking up DC. Stop it. Um, yeah, in the world. So I mean, they. They did that. Remember the remember the He Man TV show in two thousand two. You're just you're just uh, saying they did those too. Yeah, um, they did some Marvel Legends. So they they've been in the game for so long. It's really but cool to the see them.
0: Maniacs. Did they do those too? I think they did. Or um, if they didn't do Marvel Maniacs, which I I think they did. They did the Grimm's Fairy Tales that he okay. did. Um, but I mean obviously you, you know, the sculpting these guys do is fucking insane. And, um, so we're hoping while we're there at toy fair, uh, to talk with them. Um, so expect, uh, some podcasts. We'll definitely do at least one central podcast about, um, our time there. And then we should be putting up videos with some of the people that we get interviews with. So stay tuned to don't forget a towel. Um, for all that. And if you go to our YouTube or yeah, our YouTube page, you can subscribe and you'll see them when they get uploaded. But next week will be very toy centric, uh, you know, off of our, our pursuit of plastic branch, because we will be in the thick of it. Um, it's a press only event. Uh, we do get invited to go every year, which we're always really excited, but last year we didn't get to go. Um, so it's going to be great. We're going to tag team it, and uh, we have a lot of cool interviews lined up um, while we're there. We're probably not going to sleep a lot. We need to sleep. Yeah, I know. It's going to be done stuff. So it's going to be fun. Um, and, you know, a lot of it, – it's a good reveal. I mean, it's one of the rare things where, like, you're there for one reason only, and, and it's toys. And you know, we get to talk about board games a little bit. Um, not really video games. Now that I think about it, right? They're you
1: know, packed like two weeks later. Well, it's it's not really about that. You'll see, like Skylanders, yeah. there. Like, it'll be more like like companies that like that that will
0: bring their they're interactive toys with interactive.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly.
0: Exactly. But anywho, um, yeah. So if you're, if you're a fan of toys and you know, you like the toy section you just heard and you want to hear more about what's going to be coming out literally for the next year, because the stuff that they reveal at toy fair, you know, is, is pretty much the entire year. Like they might show you a little bit more at, um, at uh, San Diego Comic Con and, and then a little bit more at at uh, New York Comic Con, but those are mostly rehashes of what you see at Toy Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like we said, maybe like the variant version of something that we saw at, at Toy Fair. So it really is the premier toy show for the entire year, unless you, you know, or like I only like Bandai, and then like Bandai does have its own toy show. But anyway,
1: in the world, basically. <laughs>
0: Yeah, in the world, this is the one and it's, uh, we're excited to be a part of it. Um, so where can you find us, Chris? At Toy Fair.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, we are at don'tforgettotell.com, the only place to travel geekly. Uh, check us out for news, reviews, interviews, and a lot. Uh, so, you know, every day we're trying to update the site. You'll You'll find those videos that we were just talking about uh, for Toy Fair there, and also our, you know, our podcast hub. Uh, you can also find us on social media, uh, Facebook. At Don't forget towel one, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. D F A T uh, O W E L D F A T Towel.
0: And where and, can you
1: find us on the, uh, the sound waves? Yeah, if Air, you're the you're, airwaves.
0: Your <laughs> <you're, if> <laughs> um, an Android user, you can check us out on Stitcher. Um, if you are an Apple user, uh, check us out on, um, on iTunes. And if you check us out on iTunes, like uh, subscribe, rate us, review us, share us. And um, if you have any feedback, absolutely, you know, reach out to us via social media or at uh, don't forget to call one at gmail.com. And if you have any questions for us, about Toy Fair and you want to reach out to us, or if you're going to Toy Fair, check us out on social media and, and talk to us. We'll be happy to give you a high five.
1: High fives all around.
0: Yeah. So, um, thank you for tuning in. And, and this is Casey telling you to please go and support your local, uh, toy makers, the mythic legions, the four horsemen studios on Kickstarter.
1: And this is Chris, starting off.